anyone can achieve their dream. Just understand that it's not going to come just like that. It, it could take 10 years to get there. But you can't be passive. You can't be patient. You know, you can't just relax on you. It's a dream. You will do anything it takes to achieve that. So, and just understand, people are backing you, man. There are people out there that you don't even know that back you. What is up, beautiful people? I am Lachlan Samuel, and this is the Open Up Podcast, the show that is making mental health mainstream. The way we do that is we interview people about the deepest, darkest, most traumatic and challenging moments and periods of their life. We go over what they went through, how they overcome it, any tips, tools and tactics that they use to do so, any lessons that they've taken away from that period in their life, and then where they're at now, how they've turned that pain into purpose. All I can say is that I'm just truly, truly grateful. And I absolutely believe that together, me and you, and the sharing of these stories, we will make mental health mainstream. Let's go. Welcome back to the Open Up Podcast, everyone. It's episode 106 with my friend DJ Thompson and founder of Made It Nutrition. Brother, thank you for doing this. Not always, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for having me. All right. Straight off the bat, could you describe the way that you view yourself as a man and or human? How I view myself as a man or human? Um, I would say human. Um, yeah, so how I feel myself as a human. Um, that's straight off the bat. That's a good one. Uh, I view myself as a strong, capable person that can handle a lot of um, movement and evolution that happens very quickly. Um, I adapt quite fast in every environment I go into. And that all comes down to me being very grounded in myself and uh, accepting myself who I am. And uh, I'm not worried about judgments judgments at all, really, unless um, they're good for learning and to develop my personality and become a better person. Sweet. So the story that you're going to tell is like the founding of Made It Nutrition and all the mental hurdles and challenges you've had to go through to bring that to life and to make it what it is today. Before that though, can we dive into your childhood and give us a summary from childhood up until that point where you found Made It Nutrition? Yep. Uh, okay. So my childhood upbringing. Uh, so I'm from a family of four. Uh, my father left me and us when I was four years old and um, I remember the day he left um, I was quite affected by it and uh, the rundown of it goes that I was about three years old four years old I woke up about 1 a.m. to get a glass of water and um, I walked into the kitchen my mum was sitting here my dad was sitting here and I remember that he asked me if I, who I wanted to live with at four years old. So that was my first um, experience that I remember of, um, of big decision making. 
Um, at four years old, I had to decide if I wanted to live with my dad or my mum. I said my mum, and then uh, that was it, man. Pretty much went downhill for the next 10 years. Uh, personally, I put a lot of uh, hurt um, on myself. I blamed myself a lot for why my father wasn't there and the struggles that my family went through because of that decision I made at four years old. Um, what were some so, of the things you were, um, you said you put a lot of hurt and blame on yourself. What were some of the things or what was the story you were telling yourself about your dad leaving and your decision? Yeah. Um, so the decision, the hurt that I put on myself it mainly came from um, seeing others, seeing other families together and seeing my brother and my sister my sister just um, not growing up with a dad or my mom not growing up with a partner. So I blamed myself for that um, because back then, you know, being that young, uh, all you saw was a label or a tradition that set back in those days is, uh, you know, people didn't get divorced. Um, a lot of families stayed together and growing up together uh, with a mum and a dad and siblings. So I put myself, I saw a label which I thought was normal. Yeah. Um, and then, but it wasn't, you know, we all live different lives. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I saw. I saw. So in family. that moment when you're being asked to make that decision, did you take that decision on from that point on as you deciding whether your dad stayed or not? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a heavy burden, man, to take on as a four year old and to punish yourself with for 10 plus years. Yeah. It's a very long time. Um, but I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. How did I that would, impact I, your behavior? Like from for the next 10 I was, years? I was a rebel. <laughs> um, I, I did, I did everything I could. Um, to mask the pain I did everything I could to not to accept that I am a good person you know I am destined to do stuff that's amazing I didn't feel like I deserved it so as coming up um, I really just didn't accept myself I didn't allow myself to heal. Uh, I don't feel worthy enough. Yeah. Um, and so when you say masking and I guess validating the fact that you felt you weren't worthy, what, how did you do those? How are you masking and how are you validating you weren't worthy? I, uh, yeah. So masking, man, masking substances, um, materialized substances, uh, you know, marijuana, alcohol, um, but that was when I was, you know, 14 on to like, you know, 18 plus. Um, but when I was younger, how, what I used to do, uh, cause I was a Taekwondo practitioner. So I did a lot of sports and that's how I mastered. I did a lot of physical sports. So it was not physically hurting myself, but putting myself through pain, putting myself through training to the extent where I would vomit, I would 
you know, push myself. And that's how I, I would mask my pain is giving, um, bringing pain onto myself through, you know, it is, you know, health and fitness is supposed to be positive. Yeah. It's supposed to be like really good, but I used it as a um, negative thing. You know, I used another type of pain to mask the pain that I was feeling. Well, so essentially like using exercise as punishment for something that wasn't even your fault. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. moving <laughs> forward from there, bro, what happens? Um, so yeah, from 14 to <clears throat> 14 to about 18, I kind of got my head into space, uh, into the right space because I, um, you know, I traveled a lot with my martial arts, did heaps of world champs, world cups. You know, I, was, I actually found this like niche where I was surrounded by um, athletes and um, I got to like be more vocal and speak to people. Um, and my relationship with my mum, it went through hell and back, man. You know, it just... Uh, yeah, we went through some really tough times together and we just pulled out of it. And if it wasn't for you, man, like, you know, a single mom having her own business, uh, raising three kids, uh, all crazy, man, you know, and just, yeah, giving the unconditionally love and support that she did, man, I literally wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for that single woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving so, forward. so just just yeah. on that, you say like you you started mixing in with like high level athletes, knowing that you've now founded a nutrition and health company. Do you feel like using that training as punishment turned into or um, actualized as you having a really good work ethic to then get to that point where you're associated with high level athletes? And having that transition into business yeah I I went yeah I would I would say yes um, the being it, it's what it, it's what it is if you surround yourself with positivity um, people that will push you motivate you um, people that you look up to you are gonna become better no matter what you know um, and if you surround yourself with negative people um, you are gonna become negative you're not gonna go anywhere so I would say yes, the reason why um, I have a highly capability of um, work ethics is because of what I put myself through. Okay, and keep walking us through it from there, my man. Yep, so, um, yep, being surrounded by, uh, being surrounded by um, high-level athletes, it's on a whole new level. You know, you're not, you're not surrounded by, um, yeah, people have dreams, but a lot of people don't um, accept that you have to work hard to succeed in your dreams. See, I was surrounded by people that wanted to win. They would do anything, any cost to win, and um, very, very blessed and humble to be around those sort of people um, growing up between 14 and 18 because um, that – between those years, man, that's where like a lot of growth happens in your personality, in your physical side. Um, there's a lot of things you don't understand what's happening in the change of your body. 
and having being so focused on something it kept me busy away from the actual like evolution which was happening unconsciously for me because i was so focused on things uh so when you i guess walk us through when you eventually transitioned out of taekwondo and like give us a summary from there up until you start the business yeah so uh i finished taekwondo when i was 24 i'm 34 now so i've been out for about 10 years um i you are have a been good a- looking 34 year old so from 25 till now uh, when I first came out of Taekwondo um, I was quite lost you know like dedicating yourself or something to something so long that's all you know so uh, for the for those like next couple of years, man, I was like catching up on my social life. You know, I was uh, just just letting go, man, really, and just um, celebrating celebrating too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I still was health, fitness. I still was looking after myself. Where um, probably pretty much about seventy percent, sixty five percent. Um, you know, I've been a personal trainer for 16 years and, um, it's changed a lot being a trainer. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, bro, you just brought back so much. Memory, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and saying that you were, you felt like you weren't good enough because you had to make that decision. A lot of self blame and guilt for like feeling like you chose for your dad to leave essentially in becoming someone who identified as a like a elite or high level taekwondo practitioner did you feel good enough in that environment and with what you were achieving yes i felt accepted you know my work ethics was high uh, back then i was uh one of the number one slots in new zealand one of the top fighters then so my um far that's a deep question bro yeah so i know i know you felt accepted but like looking back now do you feel you were good enough for yourself Mm. or were you still punishing yourself no It, it it took i didn't really accept um what had happened um you know i'm still going through it man i i've accepted it i know what i have to work on but i'm 34 years old this happened 30 years ago i am still um healing from it the thing that i heal the most though that i need to heal the most and i need to accept that i have two kids when my daughter was born i felt I, I was the first ignition that I felt as a father. I was a dad. Now that really kicked in. That was six years ago. I couldn't understand how can you love something as much as I love my daughter and leave. Yeah. Now that reset the fire 
reset everything in my mind and um, anger kicked in. I'm not an angry person, but I, I felt I, it's a love. It's a love that um, you would die for within an instant. And is, I couldn't understand. Yeah. Well, I couldn't un yeah, understand why, why would you leave when he's had three of us? Yeah. Not just one. Like, and that just reignited everything. So, but being, the, being yeah. a dad and like looking back now at your dad, having had so much time to work through it and become more mindful, become more aware and self-aware, do you have an understanding of what sort of trauma or insecurity or underlying issue or limiting belief forced your dad to walk away or leave? Yeah. I asked him, why did he leave? And he told me. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's why I wanted, man, was the truth. Because once I heard that, then I was like, okay, being the man I am now, um, right now, I accept that, you know, but you can't, you can't heal 30 years within a couple of weeks or a couple of years. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, so were you able to relinquish the blame you've put on yourself? Like feeling like you caused him to go away? Yeah, that's long gone, man. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's long gone. The blame's long gone. Because um, I'm I, honestly, bro, I'm a fucking amazing human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't need to put that shit on myself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, All right. That, uh, yeah. And going from, no, let's fast forward. We'll fast forward to made it, made it health and nutrition yeah. or made it, made nutrition? it health and fitness. Made it health and fitness. Okay. <laughs> uh, walk us through like the idea generation and then getting yourself up to the point where you're at now, where you're a company, you're doing relatively well um, over there on the East coast. Yeah, man. Um, so, made it health and fitness. We have two companies underneath that company. So, our two businesses underneath that company. We have made it fitness, which is your one-on-one -on -one training, your training side of things. We have made it nutrition, which is your supplement side of things, nutrition side of things. Um, so, we when we moved to Sydney, um, that was back in 2014. We um, we, I landed a really good job, you know, as a personal trainer. Um, and within like the first six months, man, I established myself, you know, I was earning good coin, helping a lot of people. And um, we started working on made it nutrition, the supplement side of things. And that was back in 2014. We worked on it. We had this idea, um, but we didn't have no self-belief. We didn't have, we, we, I, I felt like we weren't educated enough to launch a supplement company. So for the next couple of years, we educated ourselves. We learned a lot. Uh, we did courses, man. You know, we um, just started slowly creating our ideal lifestyle and our goal to help as much people as we can through health, 
that's a nutrition. Cool, keep going from there, my man. Yep. Um, but uh, during, during from 2014 to 2018, there, we got into a comfort zone where, you know, we were earning good money. Um, you know, we thought we made it. Um, but the toll on my mind, um, grinding away day in, day out, doing over 10 hours a day of one-on-one -on -one personal training, mentally, that is exhausting. You know, you, you're putting in like a professional trainer, man. They, don't, they just don't tell you what to do. It's like a lifestyle coach. You're trying to help people. You know, I was helping people out of divorces. I was helping people out of um, depression and helping them through depression. Um, I would, I would, people come up to me and talk to me. Sometimes I'll just talk to me for an hour instead of like training and that there listening and, um, just listening, man, and taking on board what they were saying is extremely tiring in itself. Wow. The, Mentally. Yeah. Obviously you're in a better place now, but for anyone out there who's a PT who, or who owns a business uh, or as a practitioner who does something similar where, essentially what they're doing is giving someone the confidence or the tools or the wherewithal to uh, overcome challenges. What would you say for someone in that position to do in terms of managing that stress and that burden of having people essentially unload their baggage on you? I would say leave it at work. Um, and I would say be more mindfulness of the environment you set yourself in when you go through these sessions. Um, have some tools, have some ammo to have. And um, meditate, man. Release and relax. And understand that it's, it takes a lot of responsibility for... Um, someone to come up to you and trust you with their life and just understand that if you you've got to be educated as well that's a big one you know yeah. there's so much mental health um is it disabilities you know like what you told me about there's over 400 man you know and uh um when someone comes up to you and just opens this up, you've got to have your guard. And what I mean by the guard, you've got to have tools to not take it all on board. Okay. Like, yes, you're there to help them, but try and not have their energy from them. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. Did you ever go through any burnouts taking on that baggage? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, what did, what did that look like for you? Because for me, it oh. looked like uh, back into depression and back into I'm a piece of shit. So what was that for you? <laughs> um, my family took the toll. You know, I was extremely exhausted, man. I didn't have any time. To, I didn't have it. So not time, but energy to um, be a father, be a dad, be a husband, 
you know, I was, I was drained, man. You know, I would, um, yeah, I'd just sleep. I was so smashed. <laughs> and this All isn't right. even, you know, it's not even physical training. It was, it's, you know, you're not doing anything physically, but the power of someone's energy can affect you so much if you allow it to. And that's, that's where like my, and that's why I'm so, um, I highly recommend people to educate themselves, not just about, um, the physical aspects. It has to be emotional aspects. It has to be mentality aspects and it has to be spiritual aspects. Those elements there, you have to have, you know, good education about good guards, man, good tools, good ammo. All right. So moving on, let's fast forward to the part where you, um, start, messing with the products or sorting the products out and bringing it to market because I can imagine that's probably going to be some of the most mentally challenging parts of setting up a supplement business. Yeah, man. So we, we all started, man, like we started making stuff at home. We would go to like a, um, you know, wholesale place and just buy different ingredients, man, and mix it all up. And we would be like, nah, this doesn't work. This tastes like shit. Like this will work. Let's do this. This tastes really nice. You know, there was a lot of um, testing before we even created a recipe. And um, with a recipe though, you can't just, people just think you just add shit together and then it, it you know, makes this amazing product. It doesn't like you have to make sure that you use the right ingredients that go well together. It's not just like, I'll take a bit of this. I'll take a bit of that. It has to be the right ingredients that work well together to achieve what you want your product to achieve. That's uh, what are some of the things you've faced or what are some of the mental challenges you've faced throughout that process? Um, we got used to hearing no, <laughs> nice. no, 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 no. <laughs> like it got to a point where I would be on a phone to someone, um, and this was for financial and, uh, or anything really like creating, um, for packages or anything. I would jump on the phone even before I answer, um, dial the number. I will, I'm prepared for the note. Like I already know it's going to be a note. How, how unhealthy is that shit, man? Like it, it, my, my, my personality, like I hate hearing no, cause I'm like a yes person, you know, I'm like, yo, let's do this. I'm all in, man. You know what I mean? Um, and if it helps someone, I'm all in. So I couldn't understand why people were saying no, and it would just throw balls at us. It's like dodgeball, man. Like you get hit hard in dodgeball, you go down. We were getting hit hard. We were losing every time, after time, after time. A whole year's worth, man. 365 days, we were, we were getting hit hard. Mental, mentally, man, that was like taking a massive toll on me and my wife. Yeah. You know, it, what, how did that sort of show up in your relationship and in your life? Uh, we would, it would, we would not communicate well. Um, everything would build up, and then we would just woof, hit hard, and then we would start again. 
and then it would repeat me. We would um, just like brush it off and then move on, but we wouldn't speak about it. We wouldn't be like, okay, um, the factors of saying no hurts us, man, and we wouldn't talk about it. And we would just brush it off and move on. And then it would just build up and then we would just collapse again. The foundation, you, yeah. Were you both on the same page or was there one of you driving this, trying to achieve this dream and one sort of pulling back? That's the beauty of it because she's water bro and I'm fire. So that there creates the balance element. You know, um, we we're both on the same page. Our vision was there. Our dream was there. You know, we were creating it. Uh, but that's the beauty of it with our relationship. You know, um, I would get heated, man. I get heated quite fast. And she's like the cool one, man. She keeps me calm and cool. But then I'm, I heat her up. So it's like it works really well together. Um, but when it came to um, the, the um, I wouldn't say arguments, but I would say disagreements, um, they, were, they were hot, man. <laughs> they, were like, they went off and, and it, it was good because we wouldn't be where we are today we wouldn't have created a product with so much passion and love behind it so were those healthy would you say those were healthy disagreements then oh man how, how can you even comprehend a healthy disagreement at a level like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think what I mean by that is say you're both really feeling the effects of hearing a no you're you've got the same vision you're both aligned and then you're disagreeing about a certain aspect of the process and um i guess that pathway to achieving the goal of setting up a, a supplement company which then makes it a disagreement about the best actions to take next making it a healthy agreement in terms of achieving the goal yeah um yeah, it was healthy. The the um, disagreements were healthy. Um, but all the disagreements, literally, man, it came down to a lot with me because I wouldn't um, I wouldn't listen. I'm very quick to judge yep. uh, with that, with things. And, um, you know, that was back in the day. That's not now, though. You know, I'm a very different person now. And, um, but yeah, if... It was healthy, man. Do you have an um, understanding of why you were someone who didn't listen? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Protection. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. Yeah, I was ego. Protecting my heart. yeah. Yeah. The ego was. Uh, I don't like the word ego. Um, but it was like a huge protection of this. You know, I was protecting this because of what happened, what has happened in the past, you know? Um, and yeah, I was trying to protect it from the one person I'm supposed to put in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it was ego a lot as well, but actually when I was sitting down just right now, just thinking about it. So no. going back to hearing the nose, and like you said, you had a year of just repetitive nose, just constantly hearing nose. Obviously, that's amazing mm -hmm. in terms of building resilience because 
I think if, if you're in sales, you know that it takes nine no's to get to one yes. So you need yeah. the resilience to stumble, stumble, pick yourself back up and eventually walk. Um, with, with your one though, and hearing the no's and saying that you jumped on calls expecting to hear a no, like there's a lot of, I guess, limiting beliefs or no self-belief, like you said there was in 2014 when you had the idea. How did you then get to a point where you had the belief within yourself to go out and make this happen? Or to get on calls and expect to hear a yes or to uh, pitch yourself in a way where you're showing up confidently and not self-sabotaging? Um, so it came down to my mental health was the decision. In 2018, um, I, we went up to Gold Coast um, from Sydney. That's where I am now. And um, went away for, the, for my daughter's and my wife's birthday. And in terms of got him and I wanted to move here. I found where, I, where I'm supposed to be. I found that I could bring my family up here. And it came down to my mental health. Um, that was the decision. That was my wife and myself like saying like, this is it, man. We're going to fucking do this and we're going to give it everything we've got. So we left Sydney. We left family and friends there that we, um, that we grew up, that we grew with, that we, um, a community that we built. Uh, we left all that behind, man. And we came up here and we started new and it took self-belief it took courage and it took um us knowing that we had to move away from where we were comfortable we had to move away from that comfortability where we had to go out and fight awesome so sort of like backing yourselves in a corner and having no other option but to succeed to ensure that you could live the lifestyle that you wanted over there in gc that's right. Um, so in, in like, terms of um, like Sydney, going from Sydney to GC, what was your support network like in Sydney um, in terms of how did people receive your ambition to create a supplement company and how has that changed going to the Gold Coast? The support we had... Um, I didn't really put it out there too much. It was more like an internal thing within our family that we wanted to, you know, work quietly and become louder later on. Yep. Um, and that's how we work a lot. Um, I did put the idea out there and uh, it kind of like got received, but quickly brushed off. It was not really out there. There was a lot of, hearing but not listening um, and like now I kind of understand why because um, yeah it was like if I did decide to do that uh, I would be leaving I would leave you know and that's probably why they reacted like that um, okay you know, was, and in terms of yeah. Sydney being so big and having so much going on People have, people have a lot on their minds and 
for the most part, what I've seen from people in Sydney who are looking to achieve, they're really hyper-focused and they've got tunnel vision. They're in that city for a reason. And so it's quite easy for someone to hear your aspirations and not take it seriously until you show that you are actually committed to making it happen. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you're saying that there's tunnel vision there, but I had to move away to get yeah. my tunnel vision. You know, I was helping a lot of other people achieve um, their dream, their their goals. You know, but I, I had to have responsibility on myself, my family, to live our dreams and our goals. Cool. How has that changed? How has that? Uh, network network in that environment changed since moving to the Gold Coast? Yeah, the um, network here is, we're still building, man. You know, we've only been here for a, just over a year now. And um, with our company, it's a lot different now. See, back in Sydney, I was in the gym. But here, I'm all online. So we're, we're um, communicating and um reaching out to different communities, not just the health and fitness. You were going right into heaps of other communities um, and helping them. So it's very, very different. It's very different. Yeah. And so you've, you've literally gone from someone who was living in the rat race in Sydney, working 10 hour days, uh, taking on that baggage from clients and burning yourself out with this dream to move into Gold Coast. And within a year, you've got a supplement company that's up and running that's kicked off i've seen like you're doing a lot of work with a lot of dancers which is exciting considering how popular and mainstream especially hip-hop is at the moment like you've literally taken that risk and put yourself forced yourself to create opportunity which is amazing how do you you said at the start that you were someone who flows um who finds it easy to adapt. How do you see taking risk? And for anyone who's in the position where they're contemplating taking the risk, what would you say to them? Fucking do it. (laughs) 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 Seriously, like do it, man. You know, because I'm just going to say this right now, man. When you see someone living their dream or achieve their dream, you, a lot of people think how lucky they are. Oh, they're lucky, man. Or like, you know, they put on them. But they don't understand the amount of work goes behind it. And this is what I want to say is like, anyone can achieve their dream. Just understand that it's not going to come just like that. It, it could take 10 years to get there but you can't be passive. You can't be patient. You know, you can't just relax on the dream. You will do anything it takes to achieve that. So, and just understand people are backing you, man. There are people out there that you don't even know that back you, you know, that that's what it comes down to, man. I say, go for it, man. And that's what made it all about. We, our company that backs people in their dreams. We support you. We're here for you. We just don't 
do supplements, man. We do sponsorships. We do fundraising. We do a lot of things, man. We help a lot of different people in all aspects of life. It could be in health and fitness. It could be a stay-at-home mom or a mother that works hard out, stay-at-home dad, a dad that works hard out. It could be a student, a professional athlete. You know, everyone has dreams. Everyone is different. And I just always, always say that you just fucking go for it, man. You, you're not promised tomorrow. you got to yeah. take every day as it comes, man. And at the worst, if you go for your goal, you strive to achieve that dream, you take the risk, you take that leap, and you miss, you're going to end, end up where you were when you took the risk. Like That's where you're going to fall back to. So what are you going to lose? Absolutely that's nothing. Right. Maybe a little bit of ego and pride, but if that matters that much to you, you're never going to achieve anything anyway. You have to relinquish a bit of that ego and accept that you're going to stumble and fail. But if you can see it as lessons and growth and learning, and you're only going to get better and get closer to that goal. Yeah, man. And it's like, if you fail, okay, see where we are, where we are now with our companies, we've evolved three or four times from the idea we had back in 2014. So instead of thinking about the destination, it's all about the fucking journey, man. That's what a lot of people don't understand. They have this goal where they want to be, but that's just the destination. And when, by the time you're halfway through getting there, that dream is going to be way, way more advanced than where you first began. Yeah. So you're always going to be evolving, not just as a human, but spiritually, man. You're going to just grow and grow and grow. Yeah, I think that's important. When you focus on the prize of the destination, it's easy to see how much of a delta there is between you and that goal or that dream. And therefore it's easier to, I guess, get stuck in self-loathing and bash yourself for not being closer to that goal. Whereas if you focus on the process, you can tick off um, items that get you closer to that goal. And in that, in doing so and ticking off those items and acknowledging it, you're grateful for the process. And so that goal and that delta between you and that goal doesn't matter so much. That's right. All right. That's what it comes to. Yeah. I've, I've got to jump off this call, but we're going to do a couple of questions first. Uh, yo, yo. Knowing everything that you've been through, knowing the struggle that you've been through and setting up uh, Made It Health and Fitness, what would you say the quality of your life is like now? Beautiful. Nice. Uh, what have you added to your life or removed from it to improve the quality of it? I added another child to my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you removed? Ego. Nice. Love it, man. Um, you've also added gray hairs to your beard. <laughs> <laughs> You're still beautiful. It's okay. Um, what are you most grateful for right now? My wife. Oh, cute. That's so good. Um, Last question, if you had the chance to put a message on a billboard somewhere where you'd know thousands of people would see it every day, what would that message be? My message would be to live life every day to your fullest. It would to say something along the line that breathe, live in the now, and be more mindfulness about 
who you are and where you want to get to this year. Nice, concise, quick. I love it. Uh, quickly before we uh, jump off this call or off this podcast, can you give us a or the elevator pitch or an overview of what it is made at Health and Fitness is and what you do? Yep, we are a company that supports anyone that wants to chase their dreams. We will provide you with the physical training. We will provide you with the health, the wellness, and the nutrition behind your dream. So to succeed in something that you want to achieve, you have to look after your body, your mind, and your soul. And that's what we're about, is providing the um, supplementation, providing the right training, providing the tools to look after your body to get to where you want to be. Cool. And what are the supplements? We have a pre-workout. These are all plant-based supplements, okay? So none of it really is. Um, it's all like, you know, my wife um, created all these recipes. So it's a, it's a, uh, we have a pre-workout, mango tea flavor. That's pretty much our um, hit for the um, products. We have our intra, which is a BCAA. This is a drink you have during your workout or during the day that you want to stay hydrated. That's watermelon flavor. We have a um, three protein um, flavors. We have chocolate caramel. We have vanilla coconut. And we have a woman's brand called Divinity. And that one there is mainly for mothers. It is breastfeeding um, safe. Okay, so you can have it when you breastfeed. It's a good meal replacement as well. Awesome, my bro. Thank you uh, for taking time to do this. Thank you for sharing your journey, opening up. I'm not too sure if I've heard you speak about this publicly before, so I really appreciate you doing that, man. And most of all, I appreciate you for transitioning, being adaptive, learning what you've learned, going through what you have with Janina and the business and what you're doing now, man. Super grateful you're in that space over there in GC, helping people with the health, the nutrition, and the mental side of the human experience. <laughs> no worries, man. Thank you. Um, and don't cut this next part out because this is me saying yeah. how fucking good I am of you. Like I've known you for a very long time. You know, back in the day, man, I I didn't know who you were. I knew of you and I know who you are. were back then. But the person you are now, man, I love this person. I am so proud of you. You know, you're helping so much people from your experience, from what you went through. You know, and that takes a lot of courage, man. You know, and I love you, man. I'm so proud of you, brother. Thank uh, you. I love you too, bro. Straight up. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Have a good day. Love you too, bro. I'll send you kisses via Instagram later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, before I let you go, you beautiful, beautiful human, I just want to say I hope that you liked that episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please make sure that you share it with your friends, your family, anyone that you think or feel will benefit from listening to the story of vulnerability, the story of courage, the story of overcoming struggle. Now, if you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you already know that you sleep in my fridge, inside joke. And please, if you can, subscribe to us on YouTube or give us that five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever podcast, platform, or app that you use. It'll go a long, long way to helping us make mental health mainstream and getting these stories, these stories of courage, 
into the mainstream. Thank you all guys. Ciao.